Fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Hello, wonderful listeners. Welcome to another exciting episode of Moms in Real Estate. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming our next guest, Meredith Johnson, a true Arizona native, devoted mother to her girls, a talented permanent makeup artist, and a rising star in the world of real estate. Now, typically on Moms in Real Estate, we have a lot of seasoned moms that come on the show and share their journey. But today's episode is special because Meredith is a rising star, and we're going to hear firsthand what it's like to not only survive your first year in real estate, but to thrive your first year in real estate. Meredith is here to give us an inside look at the challenges she's faced and the victories she celebrated. And it's an opportunity to hear firsthand about the roller coaster ride of emotions, the lessons learned, and the incredible growth that can happen in such a short span of time. So whether you're a seasoned real estate agent reminiscing about your early days or you're a budding professional just ready to start your journey, this episode promises to be insightful, relatable, and packed with inspiration. Meredith, welcome to Moms in Real Estate. Hey, Meredith. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. You guys, you know, I love having people in studio. It is so much funner for me. So Meredith, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is my very first podcast interview, so I'm a little nervous, but excited. Um, I'm Meredith Johnson and I am an Arizona native. I've lived here my whole life, left a little bit for school, but, um, I'm a realtor mom. I have two girls and been married for almost 10 years. And I also do microblading permanent makeup. And I've done that for six years and a background in advertising before kids. So, so a couple of things there. One, I share something that me and you have in common is we're both Arizona natives and we both freaking love Arizona and never see ourselves leaving here. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I love it. I really would never leave. Well, I grew up and I used to think like, who would ever live here? And then all of a sudden I left, I went to Las Vegas and I went to California and I was like, oh, Arizona was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So I moved back. Yeah. I love it here. I, I've recent, we've recently discovered Rocky Point, Mexico. Oh yeah. like our little family vacation spot. We took our first vacation there, just the four of us, Mm -hmm. like no other family friends. It was just us four Uh and it was so fun and it's close. It's warmer water. I'm, I don't know. I'm obsessed. So yes, Arizona is the place for us. I could see us having a vacation home somewhere at some point, like really down the road, but Mm -hmm. I, I love it. Yeah, it is so great. So the other thing that you just said where I was like, that's actually way harder than real estate is doing permanent makeup. I would be (laughs) terrified, terrified. Yes, I would say the first couple of years are even, well, the training has gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. since I started. When I started the training, um, even the trainers were kind of getting started, I yeah. think, you know, so now there's, um, girls who've been in the industry and in really good training for a long time who are now training. So the training's gotten better. Um, 
and the, just education there's more available um more video education like online and in-person education yeah so yeah it's a gotten but I feel like I am definitely more of like an OG permanent it, makeup girl yeah because really the that valley. is when I feel like it started yeah. getting like really popular so do yeah. you feel like building that client base has given you such a good like in for building your real estate client base yeah I mean I'm starting to see with only being a year into real estate, I can definitely see how it will eventually. Like you just plant the seeds and then, yeah. you know, it, sometimes it takes a little while, but I tell every microblading client like, oh, by the way, I got my real estate license and they're all yeah. so excited for me. They're like, that's great for your personality. And um, they already have that trust with me, which is really nice. And yeah. so we just talk about the, one, one girl actually was in and she was talking about how she had broken up with her boyfriend and, um, how he just moved his stuff and she owns the house that they live in and uh -huh. he just moved his stuff into another room and locked the door. And she was talking about like the little rent she was charging him and all this. And I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Let's like, come up with a plan. Yeah, Laying it out for her. And she just hugged me at the end was like, thank Aww. you so much. Like I just didn't know so much of that. And I don't know. I really love just ge the genuine connection part of real estate mm -hmm. so far has been the most rewarding part of it for me. Yeah. Well, I always say that I'm like, as women, we love to build relationships and connections with people. And that yeah. just serves you so well in any business that you're building. Yeah. Um, I love the, my first couple of transactions, there was a moment in both of them, but the first one I went out to get my, um, it was technically my third transaction, but my first, that wasn't my own. And, mm -hmm. um, I went out to go get my laptop out of my car, walked back in and saw the family running around in the backyard with their daughter. And it was just that moment where I was like, we, ha we're, we have to get them this house. Yeah. And we did. And it was so cool. So it's like that feeling is a little bit of a, a driver for me. I mean, a lot of a driver for me in real estate is just. You'll never forget that. Yeah. No, I, I love won't. that. I won't. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm so thankful for that family because they referred me to their parents and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And yeah. that's really how you get going. You just have to have like one solid Cool. Client. And you, and I think one thing about your story, so, you know, you're just over a year in real estate and you closed 3 million your first year. I think it was seven transactions, right? Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit about like, what do you feel like kickstarted you to be able to get, you know, going so quick? Um, I know you mentioned you do a lot of social media. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, okay. So kickstarted me to get going so quick. I, I think at this stage in life when I have my kids and my, um, microblading business was kind of at a point where I was like, am I just going to take this and really go with it and become like the microblading girl, beauty guru, like, um, permanent makeup artist, they call it like PMUA. Like, mm -hmm. am I going to be that girl and like really take my social to the next level? And then a couple of things fell into place and real estate came into the picture and it just worked. It was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I did not see it coming. It was a very last minute decision. I, well, I don't want to say last minute, just a kind of split second decision. Mm -hmm. Like it was quick. And my husband and I looked at each other. We're like, yeah, this is great. I think like we're going to do this. And I was signed up for school that night mm -hmm. <laughs> that we made the decision. I love that. And then started the next week. Um, I made it work with my schedule where I would just do it online at night. And mm -hmm. um, it was the live stream classes. And so I just think the natural self-starter in me, um, I just didn't want to wait. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like as a mom, you don't have time 
to wait and like kind of do things. You kind of just have to get it done, get it out of the way yeah. and quick start it. Otherwise it just takes forever to get off the ground, you know? Yeah. So because our attention is pulled in so many different ways. So I just put a really hard focus on it. And um, I would say social media, knowing social media already, having done like promoted my microblading business on social media before and just feeling comfortable in front of the camera. Did you use the same account? No. 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 So you have two separate pages? Yep. Or three? I, I have three. You have three. Yeah. So I I would give the advice to like own like have your personal and your business mm -hmm. together for certain reasons. But I also having worked with influencers in the past, um, who some of them have now taken their kids kind of off social media. Yeah, I bet. Um, and just seeing since I have started building my real estate um, account, it is the one that I have that has the most followers now. Mm -hmm. And just the amount of weirdos that are on there. I wait, tell me more. I want to know like, okay. what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened? Um, just, I mean, nothing crazy that I'm sure anybody else hasn't experienced, but just message requests that are like, what sugar daddy type stuff. Oh yeah. Like, send me or like you get story views with the profile picture. That's like a a butt yeah <laughs> and it's like view my story and I'm like I don't no. want that or they'll like your story like put a heart on your story yeah just to get you to go view theirs and I don't know I just the thought of people seeing my kids faces so I share my kids mm -hmm. on my real estate profile but it's in like where you can't see their face or it's like a limited view and I'm just taking that out of like the playbook of really experienced influencers. I am not at that level yet where I yeah. have millions of people and my kids don't have like a like people don't know my kids, like some yeah. of these influencers do where they're now, but it's just important to me. And so I'm willing to kind of, um, deal with multiple profiles or even manage like posting certain things on other, I don't know. I, I try to keep my personality consistent cause that's what's most important. I think. 100%. But well, and the way I look at it and I have no clue if I'm right or wrong, but I have, cause I have my Airbnb page. I yeah. have moms in real estate. I have hate connect and cultivate. And then I have <laughs> Kristen Cantrell and my Kristen Cantrell one. It really just shows like my personality, who I am, but yeah. it really has all of those other mm -hmm. accounts within it. Yeah. But then if somebody wants to go see my Airbnb, I don't want them on my personal profile trying to find my totally. picture of my cabin. So that's yeah. where it's like, it's nice for them to just go there and that's all cabin yeah. or go to moms in real estate and see all moms in real estate stuff. So, yeah. um, I definitely like that. The, one of the things that happened recently to me and I was like, this is so weird is all of a sudden I had like 300 people follow me and it just kept going. Like my phone was like, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, what is happening on here? And I go and every single one was like butt pictures. And I was like, why are they following me? And I was like, oh my gosh, because I go and block anybody that yeah. follows me. I try really hard like to go spend time in like, you know, 10 minutes where I'm just like blocking random people because I don't want them on my account. Yeah. Not only do I not want them on my account, it also messes up with your algorithm. I always can never algorithm. say that word. Yep, algorithm. <laughs> yes. So it was stressing me out so yeah. bad. I couldn't keep up with it. I'm like, get off my profile. So it does like make me like, I don't want to show my, I don't show my kids and my husband too often. They are on there um, yeah. here and there, but I feel like if you overall look at my profile, I don't do it a ton. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy out there. It's hard. It, <laughs> it is crazy it is out hard. there. I think like the, a big thing for me is just still showing up as myself, not totally. being afraid to post like some personal things and share on my yeah. page. It's not strictly real estate, only business. Like I, I share stuff on there that's fun or what I'm up to, but I mean, 
like, for example, the Taylor Swift concert. When I went, I shared <laughs> way more on my stories on my personal page. That's a private account. Yeah. Um, and I know who's following me and all mm-hmm. that. But on my real estate profile, I made a reel and kind of just, I just like tailor the content differently. And yeah. I think some people who social media feels like a chore for them or whatever, I can so totally see why streamlining it would be easier. I actually enjoy kind of thinking through how I want to yeah. post different things where and how like one way I want to edit a reel about the Taylor Swift concert for my real estate page versus what I would post on my personal. It's just different. And I have fun with that. Yeah. So for me, it's working. And I know a lot of the professional advice is to just have one account, but it doesn't work for me with young kids. Yeah, no, (laughs) I just doesn't. I get that. So let me ask you a question. Um, you know, outside of social media, what are you doing for lead gen? Um, definitely open houses. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's old school, but it's the basics works today. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, getting down to the basics. So social media, I will say, my deal so far, most of them have come from my sphere of influence on social media. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Which, so I know that if I'm consistent on there and just keep posting it, like it will come and it will happen. Um, cause it has, yeah. Um, open houses and, um, what was the other thing? I just posted a reel about this actually, but I would say open house. Oh, in person, like meeting in person yeah. and going to events and talking to people mm-hmm. and even, planning events. I mean, I know you're big on that. Like you get it. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Some people are like, Oh, I don't like to do that. It's how you can't, whatever they talk bad about. I'm like, I love events. And I feel like you have to do something that you love to do, you know, and it's not just about, you know, building an empire. You got to enjoy yourself along the way. I actually grew up where I watched, you know, my dad go from, you know, super poor to super rich. And I feel like it, completely destroyed so many different things that I'm like, I don't want to just get to the end result. I want to like enjoy the whole ride. And I feel like so many people I'm watching, especially in real estate, I'm like, dude, your whole day is like back to back to back to back to back. That's doesn't seem fun at all. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like events allows me to like bring in something to where I'm like, I get to hang out with people I really like. I get Mm -hmm. to learn and I get to create rooms where people are connecting, like makes me so happy. Yeah. I think we have that in common. I mean, when you asked what kind of launched me into real estate or whatever question that was, mm-hmm. I, I will say like right off the bat, I got my license, got a few deals, was super busy. And I, um, signed up to go to rise retreat, which was Amy yeah. Gregory's event. Yeah. And it's like the price tag for me at the time. I was, what am I doing? I don't yeah. like all these agents are very like top producing. They're just doing great. But, but it's also females, moms, yeah. like, the, the people that I want to be like and be around. Yeah. And I am so glad I went to that because 100%. meeting all of those women in our national network mm-hmm. of powerhouse in person and getting to know them, rooming with them. Yeah. Usually I like to have my own room at yeah. conferences because you need that time yeah. to like just chill out. Yeah. But at that one, I just went all in. I roomed with three other girls. So it was two, the two beds and That's four awesome. of us in the room. Yeah. And I like, I connect with them, talk to them. I've gone to more events. And so I think at first getting started, I thought like, oh, I won't spend money on conferences or retreats yeah, for a while because they are expensive. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad. I do not regret it one bit. Yeah, I feel like that was um, the biggest thing for me. I went to Dave Ramsey's Entre Leadership event. I think mm-hmm. it was 2019. And I literally left that conference and I called my dad and I was like, why did I go to college? <laughs> I was like, I should have been living at stuff like this. Yeah. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, doing retreats and doing conferences, um, really like 
for me, it's meeting the people that, um, you know, I can go find to speak. They're so inspirational to me. And usually when I have a problem in my life, which like I have a money mindset problem all day long. And so for me, it was like this year I was like, I've got to create retreats around money mindset. And so I just like, you know, sought out to meet people that could really uh, pour into other women Mm -hmm. um, on this topic. And it was such a selfish thing. Like I needed help with it, but yeah, yeah, I'm just the one creating the room. So um, I think it's, I think that, you know, creating those rooms has been such a great fun thing for me. Yeah. I would say that's been my, my second favorite part of real estate in my first year is just being in those rooms with people who are so good at what they do. Well, you know, the saying you pay to play. Yeah. Like I, that is so true. And so paying a lot to go to a retreat, right. Mm -hmm. You're like, shit, this is a lot of money, but look at it like an investment. Oh, for sure. And those relationships will take you so far. Yeah. And I will say I am very lucky. Well, I wouldn't, lucky is a hard word, but I am glad and thankful for the work that I put in in order to be able to go to those retreats. I think something that I, when new agents ask me questions, I tell them like, or just about the process of getting into real estate, there are startup fees. Yeah, Like you will pay to take the exam. You will pay for materials. You will pay fees for associations. Well, tell tell us more like (laughs) how much did it cost you to get into real estate? Um, I think I have it tracked down, written down. Um, it's around like 2,500, I would say Yeah. after just like the MLS, you pay for everything. You get your license, you pass that test and you're like, oh, now I'm doing this <laughs> brokerage fees. I mean, it's, yeah. and if you, I picture like a single mom or somebody who, or even just a dad trying to support his family and they're banking on real estate as their next career move and it's their only thing they've got. Mm -hmm. If they don't know that going into it, that can be so scary. And and you you know, like, and this might've been your experience, but if you go on Groupon, you'll see that you can go to real estate school for $249. No, I didn't. So, never, so I many never people sign up for, I mean, I'm talking hundreds of people I've talked to that oh. did this, right? And because our real estate school for the company I used to work with, with Angela, like it literally had the group on. So people be like, oh my gosh, I'm getting my real oh. estate license for $249. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yep. I always tell people like, expect like around $2,000, give or take. Yep. Um, and then mm-hmm. And then expect, you know, three to six months with no paycheck. Yep. Um, And it is true because so many people are like, wait, what are these fees? I'm like, you got to do more research before you jump into it. Yep. I, yeah. So that's something that I have thought through. How do I, you know, everyone says like, what's the question people ask you the most and how do you help people, you know? And that's right now in my first, having been through my first year, that question is like mostly how do you do real estate as a mom mm-hmm. and how did you get into it so fast and like you just boom like mm-hmm. took off and I'm like in my head I'm like I did not just take off like yeah. I did a lot of back-end work and stuff to get it going and it's just those things that people don't share or don't see and so I'm trying to share a little bit more of that and learn how to package that in a way that I can answer that question without taking the wind out of their sales because yeah. you can do it but there's a reality to it that. Well, you made a great point. You're a Mm self-starter. And so I think that a lot of times, you know, new agents will be like, well, I've got to prepare all this stuff before I get started. And it's like, no, 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 no. What you do today, you see in 30 days. So go and meet people. Mm -hmm. The rest you learn. And I think that's probably just listening to you how you were. You're like, I'm just going to go out there and tell everybody that I got my real estate license. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I went through my Facebook friends. I've had Facebook since I graduated high school. I graduated high school in 2009. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, 
switching from MySpace to Facebook. Yeah. So I built up my friends list on Facebook for a long time. Yeah. And I went through, I didn't make it through all of it because, you know, I don't have time to sit there for hours and hours with my kids running around. But I went through a good chunk of my Facebook friends and I just messaged them. And, you know, you just have to tell people sometimes. Yeah. And then they think about it maybe a year, two, three years later when they need a realtor. But um, just like, I don't know, with grassroots stuff like that, like, don't, yeah. don't overthink it, you know? Yeah. And but, the worst thing that could happen is like somebody doesn't respond. <laughs> like yeah. no one's going to be a jerk and be like, yeah. don't message me. Yeah. But if somebody doesn't respond, I think people get like so crippled by that. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you're doing it enough to enough people, you won't even know who didn't respond. I didn't even look back. No, I did not look back to see who read my message. Who like, I was just like, send, send, send. <laughs> and obviously people that did respond to me, yeah. I very thankful, like super, like started a conversation with them. Yeah. But, um, it just doesn't, I don't know, just don't let it get to your head, you know? Yeah. But I, I also think like, I knew those seven deals right off the bat, hot start for me. Mm-hmm. Like I always had the mindset, like this will end, you yeah. will have to do open houses. So since then, I mean, not that I didn't then, but like you will have to generate leads and yeah. you will have to nurture leads and work hard for those deals. Yeah. Um, and just continue to do those things. But I, I think, now that I have some lull, like real estate goes like this sometimes, yeah. um, working on treating my business like a business, setting up a PLLC, getting mm-hmm. my taxes all sorted out. I mean, that's stuff that I have heard experienced agents say they didn't do till they were five to seven years in. Yeah. And so I'm like, let's set it up the right way, right off the bat so that I run like a business. And then when that influx comes of, of deals, I can handle them with grace and like do yeah. it right, you know, and impress them. But yeah, working on working on that kind of stuff and working on your systems is so important. And mm-hmm. I think it's so easy. Like I actually time block once a month, a whole Friday to where it's like working on stuff that I push off. And so I list right. them all out and I'm like, this is what you're doing. And every time that Friday comes, I'm like, I don't want to do it. You're like, or we could go to the pool, <laughs> maybe know. float the river. What I'm are we like, there's do? no <laughs> actual appointments on there, but they yeah. are. I'm like, I have to do this stuff. It's I so know. hard. I have a list about this big in my notebook right now like that. Where yeah. I'm oh, like, the list never ends. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, damn it. One day I'm going to get to the bottom of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So let's talk a little bit um, about therapy. I loved that me and you talked about this before and I wanted to kind of just hear your journey and how it's helped you in your life. Okay. Therapy journey. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am a huge advocate for therapy. I think you can have a like the best life. I love my life. I Mm -hmm. love my husband. I love my kids. I love my friends. I love where I live. I'm so blessed. I love so much about my life, Mm -hmm. but I think being in my thirties, like you look back and you realize, especially in parenting, mm-hmm. parenting just really brings it all out, yeah. you know, but you look sure back does. and you realize like, <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe the way that I learned this, or maybe the way that I understood this isn't serving me right now. Mm-hmm. Like, could this be better? You know, in marriage, for example, like now we have two kids and we're so busy. We're both working. We both have hobbies we love and we have such a good flow with household responsibilities and giving each other time for hobbies and all that. But we have recently discovered that we like one-on-one date night. Mm-hmm. I love a group date. I'm yeah. so social. So yeah. like that used to be our, our, if we were going on a date, it was a group date. Yeah. You know? We love group dates, but now it, you just kind of change perspectives on things. And I think you start realizing that there might be some areas that you just need a little bit more help on, mm-hmm. or like you have to sort through it and, and you, you need tools. Yeah. You know, I'm a big 
rule follower. I love a guide. I love like, I want to know someone that's an expert at this, how they do it. And then I'll just apply that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think therapy for me is kind of like, let's go talk about this, get Mm -hmm. some ground rules Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then try to implement them and just make certain things smoother in life. And um, I would say a big focus um, in therapy recently has been parenting Mm -hmm. because my oldest is five and that's still really young, Mm -hmm. but it's also, I can start to feel the shift and not just, I'm not just like keeping her alive, keeping her happy, like food, snacks, diaper change, nap, you know, it's like much more emotional now. Yeah. And she's asking a lot more deeper questions Mm -hmm. and she has her own personality and attitude. And, um, a key takeaway from therapy recently has been like connection over correction and parenting Mm. and how past generations, it's been a little flipped where correction was like the biggest thing. Yeah. If you look at it like a food pyramid type triangle, connection being at the top is where Mm -hmm. it should be and correction being the little point at the bottom. Yeah. But I mean, think about how you were parented and even maybe how we parent now. It's like, I'm constantly correcting my kids, like, especially at that age. Yeah. And so thinking about going into like the five to eight year and then the 10 to like the teens Mm -hmm. with her. I mean, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, Mm -hmm. but I I know and I've seen that having connection at that age is so important. Yeah. So that it doesn't just all break apart. (laughs) So when you're saying that, you mean like you're connecting with your kids more than you are sitting there correcting them. Yep. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I am not good at it. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. But here's the (laughs) thing. I think that, you know, when you're going there, you're more aware of it. Whereas if you're not aware of it, then it can become this like, Mm -hmm. you know, this trauma for this, these kids, you know, and just, um, repair. Yeah. Like how important it is. Like I definitely yell at my kids. I have my weak moment. We all do. Like no yeah. one is a perfect parent. <laughs> I'm a yeller just yeah. in general. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So um, coming back when I'm ready yeah. and when she's ready or mm-hmm. my other daughter and repairing mm-hmm. like just the power in that and listening to my therapist tell me like how that's almost the most important thing I could be doing. Mm-hmm. It just really helped take some of that weight off of me to be that perfect like we learn about gentle parenting and all the things and we're all we have so much information available to us now Mm -hmm. as parents that it can be overwhelming in a good way but nonetheless overwhelming yeah so I love um just having kind of like those toolbooks for my therapist for my marriage for myself Mm -hmm. um and especially for parenting I think that like lately that's been the biggest focus and help for me Well, and it's the same thing in our business as it is in our lives where it's like, you know, you need people come in and out of your lives as you need them. So at one Mm -hmm. point in your, you know, whatever season you're in, you're like, Kayla, listen, we want to focus on our marriage and have conversations around our marriage for however long and then Mm -hmm. parenting. And then even in business, it's like, where's your focus right now? Are you launching a course? Are you trying to, you know, whatever you're trying to do, that's Mm -hmm. where you bring in the right people to help you in those areas. Yeah. And I, it's very interesting. Most like, and some friends I've talked to when you go in there with your spouse and you're talking about marriage, it so easily shifts to parenting. If you have oh, kids, I'm sure. like it is just so hand in hand and the strength that comes from being truly like connected and on the same page in your marriage and how that cart comes before the horse a little bit. It's, yeah. it's cool. I mean, and just even if you're, Oh, like we're happy, we're good. Our kids are fine. Our kids are doing great and everyone's great. It doesn't mean that you can't benefit from, just having someone to talk to. 
Yeah. You know, like everyone has problems. So definitely <laughs> like go take it and like work through it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I love that. I, love it. I think that people are definitely going to be listening and really like relating to this specific portion of the podcast. So yeah. thank you for being open about of it. Course. I love, a, I love therapy. Go everyone. <laughs> Good. Yes. Who's your therapist? Uh, her name's Darcy Hewish. All right. Yep. Darcy, so, you might be getting a call from some women. Maybe me. <laughs> yeah, I would re- highly recommend. I don't know if she's taking new clients or not. I think she just had a new grandbaby, if I remember right. But, I mean, she'll have a good recommendation if she can't take you. So. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we're going to wrap up the podcast with a fun question. Oh. And the question is, if you were to sell a house to any fictional character, who would it be and why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch The Secret Garden? As a kid. As a kid, but I do not remember details. Well, I would pick that girl. Okay. Because I can just imagine, like, the castle, like... The house she'd buy. Yes. Yeah. And the gardens outside and the acres of land and the just all of it. So that was the first thing that popped into my head. I really I like that. I also thought about Gabby from Gabby's Dollhouse because that's on repeat at our house. It's a cartoon Netflix Okay. Show, but that she would buy, like, a huge... It has to be a mansion. Yeah, it has, it has to, to be have a all the rooms. It has to look like a dollhouse. So yeah, I and don't know. and That's the direct. <laughs> I I actually love it because I I do like I can see all the fields and all that for yeah. you know. But I think when when my mind went to it, I thought of Kristen Wiig, and mine was more so not about the big house because they're all gonna buy big houses. Right. I think, but I think <laughs> I want. I just want to sell a house to somebody that I want to be friends with. <laughs> right. So you can come over. <laughs> yeah, like I want to yeah. hang out with her. I want to go have a glass of wine with her. Yes, and I had to ask her who that was. It. And it's, she's from Bridesmaids. From Bridesmaids, yes. yes. She's so I'm good. I'm the worst with actors, actresses, movies. I know. I know a couple, but my husband's like, come on. <laughs> I know, it's it hard. It, it is yeah, hard. I would say whoever that actress is from The Secret Garden. The girl We're going to find movie. out. Yeah. Maybe we'll rewatch it. I know. I, my daughter would love that, actually. That's, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Well, that's fun. <laughs> well, thanks so much yeah, for coming thank on. You for having me. Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach, and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. If you're a real estate agent and host client appreciation parties at your house, did you know that your business can actually pay you rent personally for up to 14 days per year, and it's completely tax-free to you, and it's a huge business deduction on your business that can save you thousands of dollars in taxes. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com.